Hey, remember us? It's the A to Z Podcast. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, A to Z Podcast.com, Facebook.com slash A to Z Podcast. Shouts, as always, to Scene to the Honeymoon Grill to American Fireworks, always open, AmericanFireworks.com. Shouts to you guys for listening, for sticking with us. Um, we haven't done one in a couple weeks. There's several reasons for that. Um, we like to talk sports and keep it real and occasionally make you make each other laugh. We don't like to be play doctors and lawyers and scientists and stuff. We're not, um, we live in a bizarre time, man. Um, we've got some sports going on. We hope some more sports are going on. Some are officially canceled for the year. Some are on edge. People are on edge. Um, I don't know what else to say. Hi, Dre. What's up, Zach? How you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, everything is on edge. Even sports that are being played are on edge. To be completely oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. Um, uh, every, there's no guarantee. I'm on the way to a game right now. And in 2020, I wouldn't be surprised in the next 45 minutes. <laughs> like, if, you yeah. can't surprise me anymore, to be completely honest. Yeah, like, so oh, okay, that's normal. Uh, let me just lead in by saying this because I don't know where we'll go, and um, and we will get into the fact that one of the reasons that we haven't done this for a couple weeks is that we both fatigue in what we say and talking about things that you know maybe we can't or shouldn't or or just don't want to. Um, you know, as far as where the Browns stand, um, you know they are. In practice, not not full on practice, but restricted practice. Basically, what you would normally see on May twenty eighth is going on on August twelfth. Uh, there have been no known cases, at least as of seventy two hours ago, in their building. They feel great in talking to multiple people on multiple levels about what they've done, about what they will continue to do, about keeping their facility clean and keeping guys safe. Andrea comes down to keeping guys out of places, keeping guys from right. meeting people online, right. keeping guys right. from having and their I families mean, in and partying with their 20 neighbors, right? Like, that's what it comes I down mean, to. Right. I mean, I'll say this about the NFL. I feel 20 times better, 50 times better about possibly seeing NFL games this year than I did a week ago, um, than I did two weeks ago. And like you just said, because of the – you know, the chances that they've gotten together and, and that the guys that we knew were positive and guys that we knew that were going into bars and, and throwing parties out in California and, and Florida and such, those things have gone away and suddenly no one's getting the virus. If you can guarantee they keep it that way, then we got a chance. Yeah. Um, we got a great chance. But like you said, you know, people's families are going to come around um, at some point in time. Will the self-discipline last for six months mm-hmm. um i'm living in a case of that being a very difficult thing to do sure. and to be completely honest it's not surprising not surprising anyone else in the game or around the game or traveled with professional players is giving kudos to what the nba and nhl are doing yeah um i think in the nfl i would i heard bo bishop and i heard uh a girl a day ago or, or a day or two ago talking about traveling in the NFL. Um, the NFL may have to do something that it's never been willing to do before, but if they truly want to have a season last and not have it blow up in their face, they don't have a true bubble, they may have to fly in day of games and fly out day of games Yep. and not even deal with hotels. Um, and I think that's something they really have to think about and know about because 
regardless of how many different ways it's said and done, athletics is a microcosm of our world. You know, I keep hearing people, and I will get to it, so I'll just say it. I keep hearing people complain about what Clevenger and Plesak did with having a, a teammate like Carrasco and having, you know, coaches leave because of their, their health situation, because of Tito's situation. And I absolutely agree. But it's a microcosm of our world. I live with a, I have family members that are vulnerable. And I know I've done a lot of things in my life, and I've had certain people that you think are friends or you think actually give a shit about you and your family, almost mock you because you're willing to use them. You're, wear, you're wearing masks or because you're not going out. Well, my father's had a heart pr- procedure. He's older. He's black. If he gets it, he probably fucking dies. So I don't go out and do shit. Right. It's my good choice. That doesn't mean everybody else that I consider friends or family is doing the same fucking thing. And that sucks. You know, like my, my wife has an autoimmune situation. May not affect her at all, but it may. So I just find the last 24, 48 hours to be very interesting because, yeah, you saw a selfish act by two athletes, but those selfish acts have been going on since fucking March. That's why we're still in the same situation that we've been in because, we're, for the most part, we're a selfish nation. And don't give a shit until it's easier to point the finger at someone else. So I pray that the NFL finds a way to do it because I didn't think they could. But maybe they can if they can keep these guys in a bubble. But I don't know if it's possible, Zach, in just being around it my whole life. Well, right. Um, you know, Dre, I mean, in college athletics, jobs are going to be lost, right? And and kids' yeah. careers have been altered. Um, and that's for, for the small percentage of even those guys that have a chance to actually go on and, and make millions. Um, that's for the ones that are just trying to maximize that four- or five-year window, Right. Um, mm-hmm. you know, more disappointing to me is, you know, in the cities, in high school where there's no football and no school, yes. the kids yes. need structure, yes. the kids, you know, hundreds of kids on the street, frankly, some of them that need school to eat, right? Some of them that, that three hour oh, no. football practice keeps them out of a lot of other bad places. That sucks. Um, it does. It goes it does. to the, but it all goes back. But yeah, well, it, it goes to the lack of response, it, you know. Um, right. It, well, <laughs> we should have this all figured out by now. Yes. Because everything you're saying is right. Everything you're saying, I agree with. But at the same time, I'm not. They need that, but you don't force them back into a, oh. into a gene pool of having no idea what you're going to send them back into. Exactly. Because and I keep he- and I keep hearing college coaches say that. And I keep because he- I care more about the high school stuff than college. The college thing, it it doesn't feel good it's a big it's a huge part of my life but that's me being selfish only caring about me but when you talk about the kids that you're talking about that need the structure and every kid needs structure whether they grow up in the most rural situation or whether they grow up in the city of you know the worst city in in america um structure and discipline is an important part of growing i mean even if you don't become the next emmett smith even if you don't get a scholarship to go to ohio state or even you know play in division three bluffton um that structure helps you know generate usually pretty good human beings, male and female. Um, but a lot of those that we talk about that need that structure, they need that lunch, need that dinner, um, need that coach, a lot of them are living with their grandparents. Yeah. Who, you send them, you know, if you go send them to play, you send them back. Like, our issues are so, <laughs> our issues are so deep that it sucks because we You're can't right. even get, we can't even get one Let out me, of the um, way to get to the next. Yeah. And listen, we can keep talking about circles, t- talking in circles about this, but I want to present to you another part of our culture that's about to be on full display and full test. Okay? 
And that's our stop snitching culture. Because mm-hmm. if we are going to get back to college athletics, if we are going to go through with high school athletics, and as much as I want that to go on, we all know damn well that as soon as they start, 12 girls volleyball players get it, that nobody's going to play football either. Right? So we're, we're driving down a dead end street right. on that, unfortunately. Right. But Thank you. I was talking earlier today to a college coach, Dre, and he had told me that he missed my call in the morning because he was on hours of calls about kids coming back to campus, right? And schools big and right. small, kids are coming from everywhere, right? I mean, the big schools, they're coming from all over the country. But even the small schools here in Ohio and where, over where Brody is and whatever, they, they're coming from miles around, different area codes, different states, right? So he says one of the things that gets brought up by one of the medical people is coach. What are you, what are you going to be your repercussions and your punishments? If your players are caught (laughs) at a party at a bar, right? Right. His answer is no disrespect to you, but we've already taken away their games. We've already, I I can't take away their food cart. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I agree. But I mean, so that's what I mean. Like, how can we expect college kids to do what adults can't do? Yeah. I hear adults on the radio. I hear adults on the radio, and I see adults on social media putting down athletes for going out and doing shit. And then I see their pictures, and they're doing the same shit. <laughs> like, 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 like you're doing the same thing that you're putting down athletes for doing. You're showing it to us. Yeah. And what do you want like these this... kids? And what do you want to do to these kids? I mean, right. honestly, what do we what do we expect out of seventeen, eighteen year olds? The adults haven't taken care of shit. Now we're going to blame the kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, and but I mean, like, we are honestly all going to be tested. Like, what if a Browns player is seen somewhere? Right. What if right. an Indians player right. is seen somewhere? And and again, right. I don't know nothing about Mike Clevenger's situation. <laughs> and I don't know anything. Even if you didn't know he's a baseball player, he's not hiding from anyone. Right. I told him to say, I, it's I'll say I told him and Plesak the same thing. I was like, you I wouldn't know boys. Zach Plesak if if I did yes, see would. him at the local yes, grocery store. But Mike Clevenger yes, ain't hiding from there nobody nowhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why you would know who Zach Plesak is. There ain't many six foot three, two hundred and thirty pound, blonde haired dudes with a fucking perm and tattoos in the back of his neck like Zach Plesak. Those two stick out like sore thumbs, no matter where they go in the country. And I love both of them. And they they made they fucked up. Period. They selfish, thought of themselves, um, but they stick out like sore thumbs. They can't hide. Yes. And unfortunately, they have to. Under, I mean, just like everybody else, you can't do what you normally do in 2020. You can't. Yeah. Period. And then when the rules first came out, I had a buddy. It's funny. Like a week ago, I had a decent. I had a buddy that didn't realize I wasn't traveling, so he was like, "Well, how was Minnesota?" I was like, dude, I didn't fucking go. And he was like, well, what's the rules? And I'm like, you can't leave your room. I go, you got to, if you leave your room, you got to tell a compliance officer where you go. Um, basically, I sign in and sign out. And, and the person that I was texting with me was like, well, that's bullshit, man. You guys are adults. And I'm like, no, nah, it, it's bigger than that, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm like, for this to work and for them to keep everybody healthy, that's just the rules that were set. And they were told at the beginning of camp, when this all came together and the rules were put in, if you can't follow this, walk out the door right now and no, and no hard feelings. Like, no, you know, like, no judgment. If you can't do this, then walk out right now. 
because this is what we have to do to make it work. And I can remember some high-level people in Major League Baseball that were instantly like, there's no way in the world this is going to work. Like, they were like, whoever put these rules together has obviously never been in a team hotel or never been in a, a clubhouse with, with professional sure. athletes. Sure. And that's not putting them down. It's just, and I'm not making it okay. We knew it on the broadcast on Saturday that Saturday was a, was a – we said it on the air. If you guys were – anybody that was watching our game, we showed a shot from Spellier or whatever they call that field in the south side of Don't Get Shot Chicago. And I'm not making jokes about Chicago because I love Chicago. And in this day and age, I, I'll be getting Chirac tweets and stupid shit like that that I'm not in the mood for. Um, I love Chicago. It's one of my, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that about me. My brother-in-law lives there. Um, it's one of my favorite places in the country, in the world. And we showed a shot coming back from like the sixth or seventh inning on Saturday afternoon. And we show a shot from the ball field, but it shows into downtown Chicago. And suddenly ESPN had screwed us, and they took our game that was supposed to be at 1 o'clock Central on Sunday, moved it to 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern, to be on ESPN. And it was a day game on Saturday. And I'm just going to be honest with you guys and up front with you guys. When we see schedules, that's how we judge schedules. Oh, shit, we get a Saturday afternoon game with a Sunday night game? We can have a good time Saturday night. That's just what goes in your mind. Yep. When, you, when, you, when you're on these trips and this is your schedule – that's just our, the natural thought process. So, Matt, they show that shot, and Matt goes, oh, beautiful, you know, down. He goes on and on, and I, like, hit our cough button, and I go, man, that's the worst tease ever. And he kind of chuckles, and they open my mic up, and I was like, why are, you, why are you teasing us like that? And Matt went on to say, hey, our condolences to Pippin's Restaurant, uh, Pippin's Bar down in Chicago. Um, it's a place that us and the crew like to frequent. It's close to our hotel. Um, they're out of business this year. You know, restaurant that we'd go to and had good times at, going out of business. And Rick Manning, without even thinking, goes, damn, so you guys don't come three times a year and these businesses go out of, and these businesses go out of business, tells you all you need to know about what you guys do. <laughs> and, and it's true. And we laughed about it. And, we, and I was like, and, you know, and I'm like, the team's not even staying in our normal hotel that we stay in on Michigan Ave um, because of the pandemic. Um, this is just very odd, very weird, and this is going to be a weird night. And, and then Ricky even said, you know, former player, he goes, they're going to get back to the hotel by 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and they don't got to be back to the ball field till, till 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock the next day. And a ball player's life on the road, and I get it's a pandemic. I get the year's different. I get you got team. Like, I get all of that. I'm just taking you side the mind of what it's like on the road. We knew right then. We, we blurted out on the air. This is going to be a tough night for everybody to stay in. It's going to be a tough night to, do, to, to sit in your room and play video games or, you know, like, and I know some guys got bottles of wine and they had like a room in the hotel that they all hung out in and ate pizza, drank wine, you know, which worked out well. Mm-hmm. I just, and that's why I said in the NFL situation, if they want to make it work, Zach, fly, you can, and the NFL is different anyway, because they don't give you a lot of time to do much anyway. Then you fly in that night have a dinner meeting and basically go to bed anyway. So you should be able to do that. I would think. Yeah. But if you got to go on those West coast trips or you got to get there on Friday, and you don't play those Sunday. I think those are out the window for a couple of years is where our world is. At well, right here's one of the things, if they move some games to Saturday to fill some of this TV time, 
um, mm-hmm. it would be less about the sizzle matchup and more about just knowing that people will watch. Which, if if you ask the right person, they kind of say that's the whole reason they're going through with this anyway. But like, no doubt. So, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, right? The Browns can just bus and get there, right? Right. And so, if Cleveland, Pittsburgh is on Saturday at seven instead of Sunday at one, even better because then the Browns don't have to bus and leave an extra hour and a half just in case a tanker would turn over on the turnpike, right? Right. So they could do that. So Colts, Browns, for example, which is like week five or something, it's already set for Sunday, 425, but it could easily be Saturday at 430 or 7 o'clock. For sure. Because it's a 40-minute flight, right? So so rather than the Colts have to do that at 6 a.m., they could do that at noon, you know, for the 430 game, right? Come even, right at nine, even at nine a.m. Even nine a.m. is fine. Saturday, sure, nine a.m. But why? You know, like I said, I, I talked to a lot of people and I wrote this yesterday. Um, you know, it's it's just not as easy as as moving the games, which I think everybody knows that that we forget that, right? But it, within the NFL, the people that I've talked to that, that work in operations, that work in coaching, things like that, they say the travel is what scares them. And yes, they point to baseball yeah. as the examples, but it's knowing that you did right right and that your guys are healthy right. that they passed their tests and you 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 did everything right in your building i mean the number i got dre was 125 people are are the only ones locked into brown's camp i mean normally it's double that like for the morning walk right. right 125 people can have any contact with the players whatsoever so yeah you know, so you talk about then, you know, getting people to a plane, getting them in. I mean, eliminating the hotel, as you mentioned, is a huge part of it. Um, coaches Absolutely. are going to bitch. Coaches don't like their routines. And, and obviously, you know, you're playing in an empty stadium. That is a little bit of a disadvantage, um, you know, flying in. But to have, you're either going to have a season or you're not. And, and if some competitive things come into play, you have to temper them. You have to go on. I mean, th- this is the world we live in, right? And, you know, to shift to the Big Ten and whatever, I understand people are upset. Um, and I understand that when the Big 12 and the SEC come out and double down and say we're playing, that makes people more upset. But, but I think why? the flip side... <laughs> but yeah. why? Well, the flip side is... I, is, I, I hear you, but, like, it's yeah. so... Well, listen, I'm let me sorry, finish. I'm let me finish. Sorry, like, the I'm flip sorry. side, guys, is, like, why would you ever think it was going to happen so you could be just as mad at the handling of it? Right. Like... It right. was done three days earlier, and, and then, like, the commissioner's out there to be the punching bag, and I know he's the commissioner, and that's his job. But this guy right. is new on the job. This guy's life was in football. He worked in the NFL for decades, I believe. Right. He takes the Big Ten commissioner's job knowing that he oversees some of the most historic programs and craziest fan bases that there are. You think it was his decision? No. It was the no, president's shit. decision, it was the doctor's decision, and it was the lawyer's decision. We're dealing with amateurism. Right. We're dealing with lawsuits. We're dealing with medical date. We're dealing with all of these things. Uh, so, like, they they let the players putting a few hashtags out there delay the decision for three days, and that got people even matter. Like, think about what we're dealing with here, people. Right, but people don't want to. But here's the, the one thing that I can see the frustration camp that comes from. We're, we're, we have too many people talking out of both sides of their mouths that are in leadership. Like, there was no, like, putting together a Big Ten schedule. 
Like, when they put out the schedule and said they weren't going to play non-conference games, Zach, the writing was on the wall of what was coming, right? Like, yes. If you, you can't, like, for a week later or a week and a half later to come out with a fixed-in schedule, and then I actually hear radio shows breaking down, and, you know, is it a good thing or a bad thing that Michigan and Ohio State are going to play so early in the season? And I'm like, I'm like, shaming, and like, why is this even a conversation? It's not going to happen. <laughs> like, so I can understand some folks maybe get some – some immature folks that that refuse to open their eyes completely to what's going on around us, and there's a lot of that. I think at the end of 2020, um, I whenever this comes, a lot of us, I know for personally, a lot of people that, I, you, that you thought you were really close to or you thought you were tight with, thought you were really good friends with, that you won't be anymore, um, that your allegiances will change dramatically after this year. I know it will for me. I just don't understand why the Big Ten and why any of these leagues, with so many questions still out there, why they're even trying and playing with the emotions of people. Yeah. That's what I just don't understand. I think what the Big Ten and Pac-12 have done, and let's be honest, let's not let's stop hiding behind. Let's let's stop hiding behind it. Why is the NBA on TV and being played right now? Why is why am I why am I working right now? Why am I going to a baseball game right now that's a professional baseball game? Why will hopefully you be covering NFL games? The leagues have the resources have that nobody else has. The money. Yep. Money. If there was no TV money, if there weren't billions of dollars on the line, there wouldn't be Major League Baseball played right now. There wouldn't be a bubble down in Orlando for NBA. The NBA players, and you know what? It looks like, and, and, I, and I love it, but it looks like AAU basketball tournament to me where nobody wants to get hurt. And nobody wants to. Nobody wants to play real defense. You're putting up AAU numbers, but they're doing it because if they didn't do this, NBA would lose billions of dollars and their contracts would be gone if they don't fulfill their TV contracts. That's what's going on. And when it comes to college athletics, the story that we always know and the elephant that we always know is in the room, Zach, because you and I discuss it. What is amateurism? Do these guys deserve to get paid or not? Scott Frost stupidly, in my opinion, blurted it right out the other day. When he was like, hey, you know, we get, Nebraska won't make any money. We, you know, we're losing 4 or $5 million if we don't play. That takes care of We can't do anything as a university without that. So what are these 100 guys, 90 guys that you put on a football field at these big universities? Are they a commodity? Or are oh, they right. really there to help them? I'm, I'm, you know, like, no, be real. No, <laughs> well, we, we have broached this subject for a long time, and I am mm-hmm. all for all of that TV money going to these guys in some form or fashion. But there has to be a structure to it because very few of these guys are really worth anything of them, right? No doubt. But there, <laughs> I mean, but there are. <laughs> You're right. Most yeah. of them aren't. But look so, at the money that's generated. Look at the men that are walking well, around, right. driving the fancy cars, have, getting to make these decisions. They're living the life of the kings as these young poor kids kill themselves yeah. for that. Yeah. No, it, it's long been been past, uh, you know, an amateur sport. That's for sure. And that's even more reason why anybody that's been thinking that they should play is, like, missing kind of the point. <laughs> right? Right, right. And, I don't know, and, man. And the other like, thing, I know the, the big kids didn't make a big deal about it. But I know the girl that works for you guys, there was an article just talking about the, there was 10 kids that did get the virus that were Big Ten football players, and all of them have heart issues right now mm-hmm. still. 
even though they're over the virus. And I think this should be more of the conversation because there's so many people willy-nilly just throwing anything against the wall um, and become experts. I'm not an expert. You're not an expert. We don't know. And I think that's the other thing that kind of bothers me is that some people are so willing to throw these kids right back and say, oh, they're kids, they're healthy, they'll be fine. Well, there's 10 families and there's a couple coaches that have lost parents, lost things. And to me, it's still unbelievable that I still hear people say, well, I don't know anybody that's got it. I don't know anybody that's died from it. I had to tell a neighbor that like three weeks ago. He's like, you know anybody that died from this? I go, yeah, I do. He was like, oh, shit. We're going up to put bay this weekend. And I'm like, <laughs> good, you're good. I'm like, sweet, you're the problem. Get it's the undefeated. <laughs> it's un- it is undefeated. It's undefeated. Yeah, look. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I want to talk ball. and like, Me too. I know the Indians don't hit for shit most nights, but, like, uh, uh. they got a chance, you know? Like. The pitching's good Everybody enough. got a chance. If, yes, if you got a uniform and you, and they let and you can show sure. up and get thirty people, thirty guys to show up and not fail a test right. and not go out and be a dumbass and be selfish, you got a chance this yes. year. And the Indians got a better chance because of their well, some of their pitchers. <laughs> Most of their pitchers. Yeah. Um, the ones who are currently on the active roster are pretty good. Two that aren't are also pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that aren't, yeah, they, they have a legitimate chance, and they got to hit better than this. They're not going to hit great, no. but they're going to hit better than this. Well, Dre, you know, I, I think, like, you know, like like Phoenix is showing, and who knows, you know, if they'll even make it to the bubble playoff game, let alone that. But, like, what do we say in pro sports? The hot team wins. You get to the tournament yep. and get hot, right? And so right. there is intrigue. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to come out and blast, but they get hot at the right time. They, they they got the arms to back it up. So Oh, they it, do. They, they got – Yeah, I mean – They got a special group. All right, so NBA-wise um, – you know, I've watched a good amount. I have certainly have not watched close, especially the last couple of days, because it, it, everything's just mostly settled. Uh, right. You know, it's good to see them playing. Uh, I would say this. I would say I kind of I've shifted my thinking, and I agree with LeBron. I, I understand the point of the messages on the back of the jersey, but I think the guys should have been able to put whatever they want. Uh, it just kind of no looks doubt. clunky. You know, these are unprecedented yeah. circumstances. They're trying to do it. The basketball is not great, but I, I, I think. It is a pretty even playing field. Um, and I think when the game starts to mean something next week, I think it's going to be must-see TV in most of these series. I really do. I do, too. I think it's going to be fun. Um, the games haven't been great. Like I said, it's got an AAU feel to me. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. And that's okay. I'm just, like, it, it's just well, the Blazers games have been great. Field. The other games haven't been great. But the Blazers games have been freaking right. phenomenal. And, yes. the Suns, and the Suns games have been great, too. Because yeah. Booker has been outstanding. Um, I can't wait till it matters because hopefully you do see a shift. Because, I mean, I don't blame some of these guys. I wouldn't be playing all-out defense either. It's August, man. You know what these guys are usually doing in August? <laughs> like, like we're asking these dudes to just live a completely different life than they've ever lived before, and we just expect everything to be normal. Shit ain't normal. That's the one thing I wanted to say. Like, you know, I'll just go to the baseball side of things. I am overly, overly blessed and appreciative that I'm able to be one of the few people that are going into baseball stadiums currently and working. Um, doing these games has been a tad therapeutic, but it also has been the greatest reminder that you could ever have that shit ain't normal and shit ain't right yet. Just being honest with you guys. And this is one of the reasons why I haven't 
I would even like broach the, the the thought process of doing um of doing a podcast. And I'm just being honest because if I'm overly honest, um this is like the weirdest time of my life. And I thought and I don't want to speak for everybody I work with or everybody like I think we all thought that we would start doing these games and we would get baseball back and it would, you know, bring hints of normalcy and it would bring, you know, the fun and the, the laughter and the enjoyment of life that we get from the sport usually. And it would just, you know, it would help us get through, get through this tough year. And I know, and I'm too close in a lot of these situations. I'm, I'm too close to everything when it comes to sports and, and bringing normalcy back. Um, it hasn't done that for me. And I, I don't want to speak for everybody that I'm around, but it really hasn't done it for us. If anything, it's intensified. Um, it intensifies your awareness. It intensifies how not normal life really is, how close we are, you know. To, I mean, when we watch the Florida Marlins situation, and I've known Tito's been sick for a while. Like, what's come out about Tito, I've known, I've told you. Um, he's been sick as shit for a while. And just couldn't like just not good. It has nothing to do with nothing to do with the coronavirus. He's just been not healthy. Um, you know, I've had coaches say to me during games, like, isn't it a bitch that back in March two players got this virus and they sent us all home to hide? Now fourteen, fifteen people get it. Like I, I know guys that are going to clubhouses right after the cardinals going, What the fuck are we doing? Why are we here? Right. Um, like like yeah, it's a sport, but people's mind aren't totally into just playing the game. And how could it be, right? Like, how could your mind just be on trying to hit a curveball or a fastball? Um, I, and I can say for me, dude, I'm sitting, I'm getting ready to go sit. And I love it, and I appreciate it. Do you know what it's like to be the only person sitting in a fucking baseball stadium? <laughs> it's got to be weird, man. <laughs> dude, when we, did, when we did the doubleheader a couple weeks ago, and I sat out in my seat for a good – six hours, seven hours straight in the quiet moments. I'm just being honest in the quiet moments in between innings or where I'm not reading a note or I'm not on Twitter shaking my head or embarrassed at how dumb people are. It's eerie, Zach. I'm sitting around a stadium that I've known since I was 16 years old. And I'm like one of like five people that's just sitting in the stands and I'm sitting amongst all these cutouts. And, you know, when we come back on air, you know, everything is quote unquote normal. People, please believe there is nothing normal and going on in what we're going through, whether it's getting temperatures taken, getting tested, um, <laughs> the nervousness when you walk into the building, if you like, you got the sniffles and I haven't, but I've had like people that you work with that, you know, like you get a common cold, you know, or allergies, right? And then you come to work and now you got somebody, you got a questionnaire, you got to fill out, you get your temperature taken, you get people getting sent home, if, you know, even if they don't have the virus, but if you get, you know, if you, if your voice is, you know, if you got the sniffles or whatever else is, well, we got to send them home. And then you got people, it, it's, it's, and I'm not trying to cry. I'm not complaining. It's just what our normal is. And like I said, when you have and live with people and live around people that are vulnerable as well, um, you know, it's not, it's not the joy that, uh, I'm, that I'm used to having or anyone else is used to having and doing road games from studios and God bless everybody for, for saying kind words and nice things. It's, it's not normal and it's the hardest thing we've ever done. Um, you have no feel you're literally, we're literally sitting in a studio just staring at a TV. Yeah. 
hoping we kind of match up with what's actually happening on the field. <laughs> well, that's why I, I'm like, I absolutely want to go to the Browns games when they start, you know, but like we don't get any access to the guys, you know? Right. Uh, well, I, that's I the other know. part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything's weird. Um, you know, I don't know how you're going to do your job. I'm, I was, I was going to ask you that. And that's what I wanted to get that too with you. Um, Reporters are going. To, our jobs are going. To, are so different than they've ever been before, Zach. Um, well, I'm glad you brought you that and up. I've always. Yeah. So I'll tell you this. Now, you, we, you and I, but, but you and I have talked about how in reporting, there's certain things you do to to to, to be a better reporter than others. Uh-huh. It's coming through in 2020, Zach. You better have your shit right and together because if yeah. not, you're going to get left behind. As a but I mean, you're going to be writing about guys that you're not. You're not allowed to be around them. It's so weird. Right. 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 <laughs> like, right. Um. So if you've been thinking about getting on board with the athletic and you care about the Browns, now's the time. Cause starting on Monday, we will be covering training camp. So that won't be normal. There won't be crowds in there. We won't be around allowed to be around. The players will be watching from 40 or 50 yards away, whatever. Uh, but for two weeks or three weeks or, you know, something in the 12 to 18 day neighborhood, there will be football to write about. And what happens in the middle of that? Who goes on the COVID list? Um, which rookies catch on since there's you know since day one was ten days ago instead of four months ago, right? We'll see. Um, beyond that, Dre, that's it's a hell of a question, and it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be different. And I sit and write, and you hate to talk about this and the what ifs, and but this is the start. There's not one thing going on in the world that isn't affected by this, right? And that right. goes to all of our mental well beings. Before you get into if it's affected you directly with someone you know or, dire- or affected you physically or financially or, you know, you're, almost everybody's routine has been disrupted in some way. Has it been major? So, um, right. you know, like every morning I fill out a symptom sheet before I go into <laughs> right. like, you used to go get a wristband. Now you get your temperature checked. <laughs> so yeah. you know, I'm going to get mine right now. Yeah, and if, if we get off this podcast and I'm and I'm too hot or whatever else, I'm gonna get back in the car, call you, and do another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and then my, and then get sent to my basement when I get home. All right, <laughs> so I, I promise we'll we'll do something more fun um, next time, whenever that is. I, I don't know. I hope it's early next week, and I can tell you guys about what I've seen at Browns practice, and I hope that the Indians play well and that those guys pass all their tests and they get back and, and they pitch in a week. You know, I don't know. Right. But I'll just say I don't this. know. If, uh, that's yeah. a whole, I don't know if we're going to see both right. of those guys. Well, we'll, well and, <laughs> and that's that's both fine and perfectly understandable, right? Um, right. I don't want to get preachy. And like I said, we on this, we say the truth is always in the middle, <laughs> right? In sports and in life. Yep. We, we prefer to keep it to sports. But when it comes to being online right now, and when it comes to all the things we just went over about how you're down on yourself or you're not right or you feel like you're getting cheated or your kid's getting cheated, whatever. Um, we know you from Twitter because you're so-and-so's buddy or you partied with us in Chicago one time or you're the person <laughs> that covers the Blue Jackets or you're the person that golfs with so-and-so. Um, that's all fine. I encourage you to not be known as the person who did that one tweet or did that one post because it only takes one right. and that's what you're known as. And there's a lot of fucking embarrassing idiots out there. Just don't be one. Just sit it out. You're allowed. Just press delete. You're allowed. Just walk away from the phone or the computer. Trust me. You're allowed. 
Don't be the next one to be that one person. And again, I could lecture and say, when you are a high school coach or teacher, for example, you, like every other American, are perfectly entitled to think what you want. When you tweet and retweet these things, I think, oh my God, what? who employs you? Right. That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, if you're well, listening, been, right. first of all, thank you. We appreciate it. And second of all, don't be the person who did that one tweet. Yeah. As we've said for a long time, stay off of Deadspin. That's still a real thing. I know Deadspin's kind of died, um, but the, the content and the matter doesn't change. Stay off of Deadspin. It's not worth it. It doesn't get you paid. You make no money off of it. As a matter of fact, some other asshole will make money off of it. Don't be that guy. As I had to tell some people that you guys know their names very well, all our kids and all our future family will be able to Google everything we did in 2020. You don't want to have to explain that shit yeah. to them. You know, and the mute button isn't just for the people who creep in your mentions. Like if someone <laughs> or something bothers you, you can mute that word. That term, that person's name, you can. It helps. <laughs> it does. It it's does. And hey, I do. Like, I want to just repeat this. My heart is so torn for high school athletics and, yeah. and kids in general. Um, I just, I don't know how to. Um, I don't even know how to speak on it because it, it really makes me almost want to cry. Um, because kids don't deserve to have to deal with the misgivings and mistreatment that the adults have made and I, and that's just i'll leave it at that us as adults have let down kids that deserve to have much better and i find it funny when i see people yelling and screaming and mad at each other about masks and everything else they're the same people that are pissed off that they're not gonna be able to go watch little billy play play you know play at doylestown next friday night even year if this isn't the life <laughs> yeah. i'll say this this isn't the life lesson of life if this isn't the life lesson of life lessons i don't know what it yeah. is Hey, you can say whatever you want to me online, and I just mute or block you. But it's an even year, and you've taken away Maslin McKinley tailgate from me. <laughs> I'm fucking angry. <laughs> yeah, we can walk away out there. Walk out. That's the walkout. I mean, we're pissed too. Like, because you just said it. You know how, how much I've loved my life in the last five, six years when baseball season gets over? You know this about me. And if you listen to this, how awesome it's been just to pop into high school football games and high school basketball yeah. games and eat nachos. I got to fucking eat healthy year round now because of you motherfuckers. I can't go to a fucking high school game and get my nachos, hot dogs, and, <laughs> and pop. <laughs> like, it sucks. <laughs> it just sucks. <laughs> there's, a, there's a gas station in Wadsworth where they're out of Dorito. <laughs> <laughs> you know why. <laughs> there's a white claw shortage too and it's killing me <laughs> and i'm responsible for it. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time dude, on dude, i didn't even like i, I didn't even like white claw that much i've drank so much in this pandemic that now i know every uh, i know every rival of white claw has been yes. in my refrigerator and taken over yeah thank you 2020 yeah no it's bizarre thanks guys for listening thanks to seeing the honeymoon grill into American Fireworks, and whenever we get together again, we promise it'll be much more cheery. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Konnichiwa. Oops, wrong button.